Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Into Denial. Into Denial is a one-man project. It's a relentless pursuit of excellence that's undeniable on the self-titled album. I was lucky to speak with the man behind this project. And here is my interview with Into Denial. Hey, can you hear me? I can. How are you? Perfect. I'm fine. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. It's a pleasure. I wanted to thank you for giving me the opportunity. How was the recording process for the album? Everything went well, but it took longer than expected, to be honest. Um, I recorded the album by myself here at home, and... So I didn't really have pressure as far as the time commitment was uh, is concerned. So I could record whenever I wanted to. I started with guitars and bass, and then at some point went over to uh, vocals. And then later did the mixing and mastering myself. So I didn't really face many issues and problems, but it was a learning process. Uh, there was like... Whenever I hit a roadblock or something, I had to find a way to uh, overcome that. So, yeah, th that was interesting. I learned a lot during the whole thing. And I'm sure in the future it's going to be better. But, yeah, that's more or less how it went. I, I am fascinated by the technology today that now artists can actually take care of everything in the recording process onto themselves and produce such an amazing product. The sound on this album is amazing. Thank you very much. And yes, it's really amazing and a fortunate thing for all of us. It, like, just think of like 20 or 30, 40 years ago, how much it would have cost to go to a studio and uh, record all of this. And nowadays I can just do it like as a bedroom musician in uh, quotes, I guess. Uh, just with a computer and all the instruments and stuff at home and without any additional cost. It's really amazing, and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to do that. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. I wanted to ask you if you could talk to me about the title track. Yeah, sure. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, when... The song gets into acoustic melody. Um, mm -hmm. Did the song come to you in into different parts, or did it seem to just flow into each other? I think the latter. It uh, flowed into each other. Like there's a part after the acoustic part later when it picks up in speed and goes into like a kind of a triplet feel. Mm -hmm. That actually was written. Uh, as a separate track at some point a few years ago. And I just thought it would fit well with the song. But um, most of the track basically started with uh, um, the opening riff. And that just gave the whole vibe and the idea. And I was inspired a lot by that. And it just kept going, like from one idea to another. And for example, after the first chorus there's a riff that's also the uh, riff, uh, the baking riff for a solo and that's 
basically a variation of the opening riff. So a lot of the ideas in that song uh, built on top of one another. I also wanted to talk to you about the song Dance of Zalongo. Um, yeah, sure. The intro to that song is um, captures you right away. Um, how did that part come to you? I'm really glad to hear that. It's actually one of my favorite uh, moments. So the thing is, um, I'm Greek, but I live in Germany. Like my father came to Germany when he was 16 years old. And I was born and raised here. And Zalongo is... Um, it's a mountain in Western Greece. It's actually rather close by to where my parents are from. And the song itself is about, like the lyrics are actually a thing that happened historically. Back in 1803, there was this group of women that survived a massacre. And Greeks have this kind of um, idea. Like Greeks have some kind of national pride, I guess. And there's uh, this idea that freedom and liberty is basically the most important thing. And because of the Ottoman Empire, the Greeks were enslaved for around 400 years. So in 1821, uh, the Greeks started the revolution to regain freedom. And the song, or, or basically the historical event that the song is based on, happened around 20 years before that. But yeah, these women had the notion that they'd rather die and take their children with them than to remain slaves of the Ottomans. And I just, I was very inspired by that. Like that's a story we already learned in school and we've heard of uh, long before. And I thought, first of all, I thought that would be a rather fitting uh, topic for a metal song but it was also like I was happy to find a topic that would connect me to my roots or to the roots of my parents I guess right. and also something that's not very like there aren't many songs about that particular topic just because it's not really well known so I thought it would be perfect to write something about that and it's the intro to that is also one of the few parts of the album that's not in English. It's in Greek, in modern Greek. And I just took, I tried to put myself into a situation like that and um, try to feel what it would have, or try to think about what it would have felt like to be in that position, you know. And then I wrote the lyrics and sang that. That's how that came to be. And I also wanted to ask you, what song on the album was the most challenging for you? Most challenging, I think there were a couple of things. Like, for example, Fragments, the 10-minute song, was obviously rather challenging, both from a composition standpoint, because it's one of the more progressive tracks with uh, passages in 5, 4, 9, 8, 7, 8, stuff like that. Oh. Um, so... Writing that was one thing, recording that was another. <laughs> like uh, uh, recording in all time signatures is always a challenge, I feel. And the way I recorded uh, the whole album basically was that I quadruple tracked the rhythm guitar. So every rhythm guitar I recorded four times. And if it's something rather progressive or complicated, you have to be really tight in your playing. Otherwise, um, 
it's ruined like it gets muddy and it do just doesn't sound right so that was certainly um difficult another part that was challenging uh were a few of the choral parts that i recorded because the intro to the astro key for example or the intro to dance of zalongo that we just talked about um there were uh, the the intros were ranging between 16 to i think 32 tracks at some point like vocal tracks so i just had to record it over and over and over again to quite get like uh a choral sound that i wanted that i was looking for so that was also rather challenging but other than that it was mostly smooth sailing i guess and as far as uh your musical journey is concerned i wanted to ask you uh how did your musical journey begin? Right. So when I was a kid, like I'm the youngest of three brothers. And then when I was a kid, like, I don't know, four years old or five years old, I got a guitar, an acoustic guitar, um, gifted for like a birthday or something. I don't quite remember. But the thing is, I never actually sat down to learn it. So that was basically a waste. But then when I was 13, I think, my oldest brother, who also plays the guitar, um, gifted me his guitar. He had bought a new Arbanes and I got his old BC Ridge Warlock. And that was also the moment or the time frame, I guess, when I really got into heavy metal music because I certainly grew up with that music. Like as a little kid, I remember listening to Iron Maiden and Manowar, even Cradle of Filth, stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, because my oldest brother listened to stuff like that. Uh, but when I was a teen, uh, I made the conscious decision myself to seek out more music like that because that was what I knew and what I enjoyed. And that was when I started learning to play the guitar um, by myself. I'm self-taught, actually. And I mostly see myself as a guitarist, actually. It's my main instrument. Um, I'm not as good as I would like to be. Like I still have a lot to learn, but I'm quite confident in my skills. Then later, I bought a bass guitar, which I use uh, for recording. And at some point, I started uh, singing more because I remember being in a school band with, a, uh, with an old friend. And we had a singer who bailed on us. And then we were like, well, now what? So we both decided to just try and uh, do the main vocals. And that's when I, decided, when I realized that I enjoy singing a lot and I'm not quite that bad at it. Like, I'm not a great singer, but it's, it's, it's all right for the stuff I want to do. So uh, that was the moment where like a change happened, I guess. And then later at university, the, uh, they had a choir and I, I participated in that for like four years, four and a half years which was also great and shaped the way I approached vocals a lot. So that was also a cool thing. And as far as recording stuff goes, I remember starting back in 2013, like I had bought a uh, Line 6 interface that I could connect with, with a USB cable to my computer and just plug in the guitar and use uh, digital amplifiers for the sounds. And I started goofing around with different sounds 
and recording like a few medleys of i don't know tv show themes and video game <laughs> themes like stuff like that um and then back in 2017 was the moment when i decided to actually uh do something more serious that's when the first track for the album ashes and regret was written and over the years i wrote more and more music and songs that i was happy with and then in October of 2020, I decided that now has come the time to actually uh, record an album and release that. So that's basically my uh, musical journey so far. I also wanted to ask you, um, have you considered putting a band to back you up and do some shows? Yeah, that's one of the issues I'm facing right now because, yeah, Into Denial is a one-man project and mm. I would love to play those sang- uh, songs live and maybe even do a small tour or something. Uh, right now, it's a bit... Like, the main problem I'm facing is that um, I would... Ha- as dumb as that might sound, I would have to find a group of people who are willing to play basically someone else's songs since... The first album was completely recorded and uh, released and they would have to be all right with that. And the thing is, I've already written the next album, actually, which I want to start recording uh, next month or in early October, basically. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I love to take a look at all the details, like every single melody, every drum beat, the lyrics, the topics that we use, even the way the covers should look. Like the, those are all ideas that I have in my hand constantly and things I think about. So um, I would have to find people who are all right with playing the music, but not necessarily ha- uh, wanting to uh write music themselves because uh here's the the main thing i'm completely fine with working with other musicians like if i find a a group of friends and who we all harmonize well together and uh, decide to uh form a band and we decide together that we want to write songs together i'm fine with that but on uh, as far as into denial goes that's my like my personal project, my personal feelings and thoughts uh, put into that. And it's quite difficult to let go of that, I think. Maybe in the future I'll be a bit, uh, maybe it will be easier. I don't know. But yeah, right now, unfortunately, there aren't any plans to play these songs live, but I would love to do that in the next few years at some point. So who knows, maybe in the future it will work out better. I'd like to also say that your attention to detail definitely shows on this album. Oh, thank you. That's, that's great to hear. I also wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. um, in your spare time, when you have uh, some Beyond Music, um, what do you like to do? I guess I'm rather boring. Like I obviously love uh, watching shows or playing video games, going on walks and stuff like that. Um, I'm also, I also love coding as a programmer. That's the thing I enjoy a lot. And other than that, music is basically my passion. Like even uh, beyond Into Denial, I enjoy uh, learning new weird instruments and trying out different stuff. Uh, so those are basically the things I enjoy doing a lot. 
Um, other than that, I think that should cover it. I also wanted to ask you, we had spoken earlier about the technological advances mm-hmm. that have been made in the past 20 years. I wanted to ask you, how do you see the future of music and how it will be presented? Uh, that's a difficult question. The thing is, uh, for example, um, if you take a look at how uh, streaming has gone, like 20 or 30 years ago, you had to record an album and release an album, and you had maybe a couple of singles, but uh, bands went touring um, to get the money back for uh, that they spent for recording the album, you know? And sure. nowadays, the mainstream, at least, isn't listening to complete albums anymore. They listen to different uh, tracks on streaming services, which has uh, changed the game quite a bit, I feel. And as far as technological advances uh, go, like, for example, I have uh, Line 6 Helix that I used for all the bass and electric guitar sounds. And it was a godsend. Like, well, a few decades ago, you'd have to spend a lot of money to have uh, your amplifier, to have boxes, to have uh, the necessary effects that you need. And I, for the album, just needed a guitar, basically, a bass, the helix, and that's, and cables, of course. And that's basically it for recording guitars and bass. So that's a godsend that it helps so sure. much. Uh, and of course, it also costs uh, costs money, but nowhere near what I would have to have. Um, nowhere near the expenses I would have had to pay back in 1980, for example. So the great thing about modern technology like that is that you can also as a small artist tour easier because you'll just have this floorboard that you can uh, connect to the PA and don't have to um, take so much equipment with you. So that makes that easier. And I'm really looking forward to see what, uh, what changes we will be facing the next few years uh, because it's all quite unexpected. You never know what will happen the next year or the next few years, you know? Absolutely. You know, uh, like, uh, I believe they're called NFs now they're out. Or NFTs uh, they're out. Where oh, yeah. It's, it's a uh, digital platform in which there's you buy an image, mm. uh, basically, and that image may contain uh, tracks from an album, may get, contain... Uh, um musical background on it as far as uh, lyrics or a storyline all on one single piece that you pay for that you personally have forever and no one has one like yours. Mm. I think I remember reading there was, I don't remember what the group was called, but they were a, a folk duo, I think like just acoustic guitar and vocals or something. And they had spent quite a time doing um, personalized songs for people, uh, for fans of theirs, where the fan would basically buy a song in the form of, I guess, an NFT. And then the band would just write a small two-minute song, I guess, and 
this person would be the sole um, owner of that song. Like they had a unique piece of music written ex- specifically for them from an artist that they support, which is mm. quite a fascinating idea. Uh, it's not really something I could do just because of the way my workflow is. It takes a lot of time to uh, start and finish a song. So I don't think that's uh, really something that would be suited to uh, my style. But I can certainly see how other people could embrace that or even other genres. Like if you're, I don't know, if you have beats and rap over it as a freestyle artist, as like as a freestyle rapper, for example, uh, those tend to be extremely creative with the, with the way they approach uh, language. And I can see how people like that could embrace that, uh, like this kind of system, you know? And I also wanted to ask you, um, as far as the album is concerned, will there be a vinyl edition? I don't think so, unfortunately not, because... Uh, the thing is, I'm doing everything myself, so all the cost of production would also be uh, a thing I'd have to front. And uh, the promotion is also something I have to do myself. So right now, I'm like, like my reach is rather small, and I don't think there is enough uh, of an interest for that. I also thought about maybe printing a few CDs and uh, selling those, but at the moment, I fear it's not quite... Uh, realistic maybe in the future maybe like in the, i would love to at some point in the future maybe do a reissue of uh, them even if it's just a limited run because mm-hmm. of course i would love to have something physical to show i'm more of a physical guy actually instead of uh, digital uh, i guess that's a bit old school now and i'm also in love with the artwork a brazilian artist did that i have linked his account on uh, my instagram page and I would love to show that off or like put it on the wall or something. Uh, that would have to happen sometime in the future. It's not uh, currently in the plans. And lastly, I wanted to ask you, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Stop eating asparagus. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I guess it's a bit of a cliche, but it's also honest. Uh, I would just want to say thank you. Thank you to every person who supports me and who listens to my music. Um, I mostly do it for myself, to be quite honest. I enjoy writing music. I enjoy recording it. And um, it's also, I quite, I, I'm quite proud of the product I delivered. So I'm happy with all that. But if there are people who listen to that and actually enjoy it, I'm all the more happier, you know? Um, like, I won't be beaten up if no one likes it because I mostly do it for myself, but I'm happy and grateful for every single person who takes the time to listen to it and hopefully likes it, you know? So, long story short, I just want to say thank you. Well, I wanted to thank you because I'm definitely one of those people that is very moved by this album. Um, at first listen to it, um, but your talents and your dedication definitely shows on this. Um, I can tell it wasn't a project of a month of time. You know, this is something mm. that took a long time to put together and it shows in every way. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You know, and you know, at these times, everything's crazy in this world right now. And, uh, mm. 
during these times we need a release and something to embrace and this is definitely a great album to latch on to i'm really happy to hear that well i wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me my friend it's been an absolute pleasure i hope we can speak again together again real soon yeah sure it, uh, it was a pleasure to talk with you i'm really grateful for having the opportunity uh to have this interview thank you so much again for that and i would love to talk with you again Great. In the future. Great. Um, be sure to update me at any time of any new news as it arrives. And of course. Uh, I will send you links to the podcast and to the website when I post as well. Perfect. All right. Thank you, my friend. And you enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.